Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. For those who listen to Carmageddon Part 1, welcome back again, and thank you for joining, and thank you for listening, and hopping over to, hopping, hopping over to Part 2 of Carmageddon. Uh, For those who didn't, what the fuck are you doing? Go listen to part one, or don't. I mean, whatever. That's that's cool too. Uh, but listen to both at some point. Either way, thanks for joining again. I hope you've been well. <clears throat> and we continue on. Just jump right back into it, right? It's fucking cold here in the Mile High City. You know, I love me some Mile High City. The wife and I were talking about this. People are very proud of where they're from, right? It's a lot of Cali people, a lot of people big on New York, Chicago. People have their places they're very proud to be from. I don't think the Mile High City gets enough love. Denver, Colorado, I love you. I love you. I love you so much. Colorado King I am. That's right. Actually, the name Ryan means little king. Did you know that? Did you know that? I think that's what it is. It's something like that. Anyway, <laughs> it's a little better now. You know, we, we got some another bad winter storm, but it's already mostly melted away. That's the great thing about the Mile High City. You know, I lived in the Midwest, spent a chunk of my life in fucking Iowa. You get a big snowstorm there, that shit sticks for weeks, weeks. It gets all dirty. You're just driving around. There's just dirty snow everywhere. But not here. It melts pretty quick. Warms up. You know, it's, it's nice. Love my hometown. Love my hometown. And, you know, the winter weather isn't bad. I mean, you know, at this point, it's been a while. So everybody's ready, you know, for the warmer weather to get here. And I can't blame them. But, you know, I am a fan. I like the seasons. I like getting that winter time. And part of the reason is because I, I, I love the idea of having to be, you know, stuck inside and just, you know, cuddling up, hanging out, watching TV, drinking hot cocoa, you know, shit like that. Turn on the fireplace, you know. I say turn on the fireplace because we have one of those electric ones. But yeah, I just, it's good for lazy days, you know. You can catch up on television shit because I'm always behind. I, you know, you know, madcaps. You've heard me complain about how much shit I need to watch. And, you know, like I said, I got to the Squid Games and uh, I've got, I got caught up on some New Japan Cup. Might talk a little more of that later. His Dark Materials started the book of Boba Fett. I'm going to dig that, I think. <clears throat> and also, we checked out uh, Frogger, the game show. And it's got uh, the, the hosts are Damon Wayans Jr. And I know it's probably been said ad nauseum, but this fucking guy, it's insane. He is just the exact replica of his father. Like, it's insane. You know, you get these famous people, sometimes you see the kids, uh, yeah, I see the result. Dude is just spitting image. It, it just, and I've seen it before, but I, I feel like I really, he's bringing out the goofiness a lot in this frogger and 
I just love it. And it just, it's his dad all over. Cause I grew up watching in living color with my dad. We used to sit around and watch that shit. I love Damon Wayne, homie, the clown, the homeless guy. Oh man. In living color. Fucking love that shit. Fire Marsha Bell, Jim Carrey. Man, that show was just loaded. Jamie Foxx. Who else was on that? Some of the dudes that don't remember. David Allen Greer. That dude used to crack me up. Just a little fidgetiness that he had going on. Oh, man. <clears throat> but it's real good. So Damon Wayans Jr. and then Kyle Brand is the other dude on there. And most people probably aren't too familiar with him. I know him because uh, he does good morning football on the NFL Network. And being into football, you know, kind of familiar with it, with, with that show. But he's a... Uh, He's pretty funny in his own right and entertaining. So they make a good pair. And uh, Frogger, the show, it's really like, kind of like uh, if you combine, you know, if you took what Flores Lava did, right? Made that new game show and you kind of combine it with Wipeout. It's, it, that's really what Frogger is like. And you get lives to try and you get in the opening rounds. You, it's two Froggers, two people going against each other. And they have to go through this crazy course. And uh, they get three lives to do it. And whoever makes it the farthest or to the end, they win and they move on to the final round. And in the final round, three winners of the three single competitions, they go against the boss toad and they have to go rescue baby frogs. And whoever rescues the most baby frogs wins. And they have to do it one life, one life. But it's good. It's good. I it, We enjoyed it watching with the kids, man. I like it. And I mentioned Jackass on the last pod and how I need to see that because even though I am catching up on some stuff, there's a bunch of other shit I still need to catch. Some of it won't happen because I'm not going to be doing the movie theater thing right now. But I still I need to see the Jackass forever, right? But I also need to see the new Scream. I don't know about any of you people, but I'm a big Scream fan. Now, yes, some of the older Screams, there are a couple that you, you could probably do without. But the first scream, I don't care what anybody says. That was one of the best fucking movies because, you know, the, the genre at that point, not a lot going on with it, particularly that slasher genre. And you get this. And then the ending, you know, uh, the twist of the ending and just everything that went into it, it was just well done. And I was such a big fan. And, uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see, um, because this one is at least getting better reviews than that screen four. So I am definitely interested to see what this one is all about. So I'm excited. And then the Batman, oh, I mentioned on the last pod, got a huge collection of Batman Lego stuff, right? Arkham Asylum, Joker's Fun House. I got a few different Batmobiles. I got Bane's fucking tank thing, his little Hummer thing, whatever that is. A uh, bunch of cool shit, right? Big Batman fan. But when it comes to movies, it's hard for me to get up for, you know, because like you had the old Batman series, the Batman TV show, uh, which, you know, I've watched. Then you look at the old Batman movie series, right? And, uh, you know, you got the first two movies, which are really well done, Tim Burton, blah, blah, blah. And then the next two, which I don't hate on them as much as some people, but they're still definitely, 
you know, a step down. And, and then you've got fucking the Dark Knight series, which is amazing. Amazing. And then the show Gotham. And I don't think that to, to me, that's another show that just does not get enough credit. It's too underrated, but Gotham was fucking amazing. And if you like, if you're like me, part of the reason, and you love Batman, part of the reason you love Batman is because of the villains. And if you're into the comics, you know, some of the old school underrated, less known about villains and man, Gotham digs into some of those guys. And it's, it's a blast. I just, it's a great show. So when, when you're someone who loves Batman and you're like, man, Dark Knight, between Dark Knight and Gotham, like they killed it. Like, where do you go from here? Where do you go? How do you get any better? So it's hard to get psyched for new Batman shit. But I got to say, this one looks pretty fucking good. And Colin Farrell as Penguin. I mean, that looks pretty good. It seems to have gotten some pretty good reviews so far. So it's always been a fave. Spamman in general, I love it. I, I in particular love the superheroes. I mean, I love the idea of superpowers and everything about it. But I also really like the idea of the superheroes who don't have powers. Batman, Iron Man, they use their wealth, you know, and their smarts. And, you know, guys like that. So it's really, it's just something I've, 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 I've always loved Batman. I've always been a diehard fan. So it, it's, of course, I'm going to check it out. But uh, I'm excited for it now. Whereas I, I, was, I was struggling with the excitement before. But I'll be checking it out. No, 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 no. Just a minute of sports chatter. You can fast forward a couple minutes if you'd like. But I just wanted to mention, because we're very close to Selection Sunday, which means March Madness. And even if you're not a huge, uh, you know, college basketball fan, because I'm not, I don't sit and watch it throughout the year. I have a very hard time with collegiate sports in general, right? I just do. Um, you know, sports overall, I, mean, I struggle with sometimes just because of the disgusting underbelly to it all. But I really enjoy the action, the live action of it. So it, it's a tough, that's another tough one. We talked about it in the last episode, you know, looking the other way at times. This is another one where you just, it, it's a karma mind fuck, you know? Anyway, <laughs> it's fast approaching March Madness and um, I'm going to enjoy it. Might take a couple of days off work for it. <laughs> uh but yeah yeah it's it's gonna be fun and it, you don't have to be super into it if you want to fill out some brackets like my mom would do a bracket every year she didn't know shit about college basketball and half the time she does better than the rest of us so you know it is what it is but uh, i'm gonna get excited for that and maybe we'll do a miscellaneous debris bracket challenge we'll, we'll have to look into that so march madness approaching I mean, shortly after that, we'll get the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. And you know me, I'm a diehard puckhead. I love the hockey. And my Colorado Avalanche are kicking some ass. But the NHL is crazy. It's, it's always wide open. There's even the teams you look at as the favorites. Rarely are those, is that the team that wins it all. You know, it's just hockey's a crazy thing. The Stanley Cup playoffs are a crazy thing. And uh, once we get into it, it's going to be fun. But right alongside it is always the NBA playoffs. 
And there's a lot of years where it just feels like it's kind of figured out, you know, you know, the teams that are, that are there, that are worthy. And there might be one, two, three, who could possibly win the championship. But I think this is a very interesting year in the NBA, like it was last year. It was, it felt kind of wide open last year. You know, that a couple of years ago in the bubble, it just felt inevitable that LeBron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers were going to get their ring. But last year, they kind of fell apart. And no one seemed to be the clear favorite. And that's what we're having now, because some of the remnants from some of the super teams and things like that, even the Warriors have been brought down to earth. Steph, Clay, they're getting older. Clay's been banged up. So it's kind of brought it down where it's not the Warriors or LeBron's team, because that's what it was for years the Warriors or LeBron's team. And so it, it, yeah, I mean, it's, and the Spurs, I guess you could throw the Spurs in there. They, they've done some damage, <laughs> but it, it feels very wide open, you know? Yeah. You got some super teams out there like the Nets, but they haven't really all been healthy together. And then there was the big trade where they sent James Harden to Philadelphia Ben Simmons goes to the Nets, so that could help the Nets defensively. That that could be a dangerous team. But then Phillies look damn good since James Harden got there. That could be a dangerous team. I mean, in the just in the East alone, you got the defending champs, the Bucks. You've got, I mean, several teams that are playing the Heat, the Bulls. I mean, it's going to be tough. And then 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 you got the West. Phoenix, although Chris Paul being hurt does kind of put a, a wrench into their plans, I would say. But yeah, you got a bunch. It just, it really is kind of wide open. My Nuggets may have a chance. The old Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, because that boy, I mean, he looks, as I've heard on the Levitard show, they say, like a loaf of bread. But, uh, Nikola Jokic is the fucking man, one of my favorite dudes to watch. And he's been killing it, trying to go for MVP number two. And uh, hmm. if they get their injured guys back for the playoffs, watch out. Watch out. Just saying. And then lastly, the aforementioned New Japan Cup. I just got to bring it up because it's, it's, it's <clears throat> my favorite pro graps promotion i do love the aew they just had a great pay-per-view and a lot of good stuff happened on that aew is pretty kick-ass okay but new japan is my shit and uh, i'm not going to get into the aew stuff because i didn't actually watch it i the pay-per-view i just saw highlights but i have ordered some aew pay-per-views and i wouldn't do that if i didn't like it so i am a fan but again new japan is my shit and it's the way to go if you want to watch the best pro wrestling, best pro grabs in the world. And they do tournaments like no other wrestling promotion. They are just the best. And this year is the 50th anniversary of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So they have a 48-person, should have been 50, would have been cool if they could have figured out how to do it, 48-person New Japan Cup single elimination style tournament. Oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. And it just got going a few days ago. And this past week, Ed, man, it has been fun. 
it has been fun um, because these the dudes in this company, when it comes to these tournaments, whether it's New Japan Cup, uh, the Tag League, uh, the G1 Climax, it doesn't matter what tournament it is, these guys put on a show. So good stuff. If you're into pro wrestling, please check out New Japan. Okay, now moving on. I read about this uh, black hole story. I'm going to attach it, put it in the links if you want to check it out. But essentially, it's about um, scientists, astronomers. They found these two black holes that seem to be merging. Now, this is something that's already happened, the merger of these two black holes. But because of how far away it is, it's taken all this time to reach us, right? So it's just the effects of this are just starting to get close enough for us to view, right? And so eventually they're actually going to be able to see the effects of the actual merger. And it's pretty interesting. But it's it's there's some scary shit out there. It's like the whole black hole thing in general because it, you know, while this is fascinating and it doesn't really you know pose any threat, there are some things that are kind of a, you know I mean, aside from like meteors and, and th that kind of shit, which, you know, could happen at any time. <laughs> I know it's another scary thought. But I mean, just the black hole idea alone, it, it, it's, okay. I have read it because I'm a big fan of the science channel, right? So I've watched a lot of how the universe works, space's deepest secrets, NASA's unexplained files. I'm big into space. Black holes are fucking nuts. And it's the, one of those things that, you know, we know a good amount about, but we don't know enough about. We don't quite understand it. And they're crazy. And there's rogue black holes. Because see, most black holes are at the center of large galaxies, you know? It's kind of what keeps it going. But there are black holes that are just like fucking wandering around space. That's scary. <laughs> and they've also talked about like miniature black holes. Like one could just fucking show up somewhere in our solar system, unknown until it just starts sucking shit in and getting bigger. Like black holes are scary. I know, I know. It, it, like we're at a spot in time where we're worried about climate change, nuclear war, all this shit. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, we could also get swallowed up by a black hole, a mini black hole. <laughs> okay. I realize, you, you know, fun and games, but the war takes center stage, but, and never proven more so than in Biden's state, state of the Union dress. Um, blah, 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 from last week. Because, you know, a lot of people felt strong speech overall. And I would agree. I watched some of it, read notes on a lot of it, or the, the whole, but I, I guess I'm a little, a little disappointed. Again, I realize the war is taking center stage, and we're going to get into that in segment two. But nothing on climate change, barely mentioned China. Like, that's some serious shit, too, especially considering China and Russia are buddy-buddy right now. They said he didn't want to defund the police. Okay, I get that. That's a good talking point to not get all the Republicans to hate you. 
But you could have expanded on that. Like, I agree, we don't need to necessarily defund the police. But where's, you know, he mentioned more training or more money, more funding, but he mentioned for training. So we're going to have better training. Is that what you're telling me? Because we could, they need better training. I've mentioned it before. Took the wife longer to get her license to cut hair than it takes for someone to get a fucking badge and a gun. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Look at a lot of other westernized nations and what they those police officers have to go through. And they don't get in nearly as much trouble as far as for, you know, hurting civilians, killing civilians, going against police procedure. Not nearly as much of that shit. So I, you know, could have expanded on that. And then we had the the mean girl. The mean girl MAGA bitches, MTG and LB. Bobert and Green up there causing a ruckus. I really feel like we could create a super villain team out of some of these fucking righty assholes. Like, like MTG and Bobbert. Like, uh, there you go. The trash twins. They just spew trash from their mouths. And maybe we could, they could spew trash from their fingertips too. That'd be There's Madison Cawthorn. Normally, you think, all right, handicapped guy, trustworthy, things like that. But ah, ah, no matter race, creed, color, anything, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter your background. There's assholes everywhere, including in the disabled. And this dude's an asshole. He would be a perfect, like, opposite of Professor X, like an evil Professor X, right? Put a Hitler stash on him, it'd be perfect. Be perfect. Because uh, remember, he is a fan. He is a fan, at, at, at least of visiting. <laughs> if you saw that, visited. Where was it that he visited? Um, I'm going to have to look that up now, damn it. Something pertaining to Hitler. So you got him, the evil Professor X with the uh, Hitler stash. Because <laughs> that makes it more funny. Um, he visited Hitler's vacation home, I just read. So he's fascinated. Fascinating. Then there's Moscow Mitch, enough said, right? I love the, the pics of him on social with that dumb look on his face in the Soviet. <laughs> uh, and then you got Tucker the fucker, who, who I've mentioned. We can't leave him out. And of course, you got Trump as the leader, right? Trumpy Dumpty himself. <laughs> Trumpy Dumpty. Just throw in hissy fits until the others do his bidding. His, you know, whining, just orange ass, just flailing about. These assholes are going to suffer someday. They're building up a shit ton of bad karma. They're going to suffer. They're going to get it all come back. They're going to suffer a real karmageddon personal karmageddon one of these days that's right i know that felt a little forced felt a little forced uh, i'll be honest <laughs> okay quick break then we're going to come back and uh, delve into the war in ukraine
Okay, folks. So the entire reason there was no pod last week and you're getting a double pod this week is because what I recorded last week on this war, I just didn't feel good about it. I didn't do it justice as far as what's going on there, pointing out certain things, praising those who need to be praised. And there's no other way to go about it than to say what's happening in Ukraine is an atrocity, right? No matter how Putin or his comrades or other dictators in the world, or even, you know, those on the right here in, in the United States that support him, no matter how they want to frame it, it's an atrocity of the highest sorts. This isn't happening because Biden is weak. It's because a tyrant wants to re- shape Europe. And again, if you want to look at weak, Trump is the one whose actions weakened things for Putin, not Biden. But students and fans of history, such as myself, may find this eerily similar to uh, the buildup to World War II with Hitler. Because Hitler began with the Rhineland, right? It was all about just getting back, you know, some land that used to be Germany's under German rule. And um, then it was Austria. And, you know, a lot of people did, in Austria, did want want to be under German rule. But then you have the Sudetenland in Czechoslovakia. Okay, all previously under German rule. And, and, and the Western powers kept allowing this to happen, right? Even agreed, like with the Sudetenland. And finally, it was Poland. And that was the final straw. Now, you can look at the situation now with, with, with Russia and Putin. And you look back in 2008, Putin invaded Georgia. In 2014, Crimea. And now, Ukraine. He wants all of Ukraine. And if you want to understand his end game, you got to understand a little bit about him. Because, and there's some great stuff online. I've attached an article, but you can learn really good stuff about this dude, former KGB. Like he lived through the collapse of the Soviet Union. And he, he finds it embarrassing, a grievance. He's distressed over it. It's a, a big wrong that was done to his country, he feels. He's upset with some of the leaders that, you know, gave away some, like, it's very, again, eerily similar to some of Hitler's thinking before World War II. And so he comes into power and he didn't necessarily start out this way. But he evolved into this 
and he's got in his head that it's the West is to blame for all of this because they continue to build NATO East like they promised they wouldn't. And there is debate on that. And um, the bottom line is, doesn't appear as though there was ever anything in writing. So verbal agreement, either way, promise or not, when Russia starts doing scary shit, because they've always done scary shit, then yeah, you want to keep a little closer eye on them. I can't blame our country or anyone in NATO for wanting to keep an eye on Russia. When have we ever trusted Russia? Even going back to World War II, they talk about fighting against the Nazis and things like that. But it, it, was, it wasn't until later, right, that they started helping out the quote-unquote good guys. Worked with Germany for a little bit for a period of time, if you recall. So it's it, it's hard to trust, you know. And not only that, but these neighboring, these smaller countries, they don't trust Russia. So they want in NATO. So they can have protection so that if Russia decides to do some shit like they're doing to Ukraine, they don't get fucked. And so what he wants, he says, is the demilitarization, I think I said that right, and denazification of Ukraine. Because apparently Ukrainian leaders are Nazis, even though the president Zelensky is himself a Jew and lost many family members in the Holocaust. But he's a Nazi, apparently. But it's all bullshit with him, right? Russia has been a threat for years. As is China, we got to keep tabs on him. And he's held a grudge against the West because of the situation Russia is in. So he's got this grudge and, and he wants things back to the way they were. And, you know, there's a reason there's so much disinformation, the, the disinformation campaigns, why Russia hits those so hard here. And the election interference, buddying up to Trump. And before we continue, look, I've said this before, but yes, the U.S. has done some shady shit from Vietnam to Iraq to Afghanistan. It's true. I, we're no angels. War over oil, shit like that. British Empire, no fucking better, right? At one point, the British Empire held sway over 23% of the global population. Germany, Italy, Japan, they've had their moment. People, countries have made mistakes, but there's been a lot of learning and changing. That's all then. This is now. And Ukraine has nothing to do. It, now, there is a good point that this is being a lot more covered and it's noticeable that it, Ukraine's like white people, right? When you're looking at some of this other stuff in the Middle East, not white people. But if, if you've been listening to this pod, you know we've covered stuff. Well, I've talked about shit from when it comes to Syria, Belarus, you know, we, Taiwan, Hong Kong. 
there are people here that care, no matter the color of your skin. Because I'm like Antifa, I'm anti-fascism. So if you're in a country and you're under siege from fascism, you fully have my support. Feels like people are less are less willing to hop on the Hong Kong shit though, uh, because we got so much business dealings with China, right? So what happened to that NBA general manager, Daryl Morey? Remember from the Houston Rockets? And then fucking LeBron James came out. He's one person. Uh, LeBron James. I used to not be able to stand him, and then he went to Cleveland, his hometown, and won them a championship. And I said respect, respect. And then he pulls this shit. Telling Maury to shut up. He doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. If you're going to be about equality and human rights, Braun, be about it for everybody. Okay. Shouldn't be. I know you make a lot of money through China. Not a very good reason to have their back over equality and freedom, I would say, but whatever. One of these days, I'm gonna have some words. Fucking LeBron. I'll say it to his face. I ain't scared. He's a lot bigger dude than I am. But <laughs> I ain't scared. I ain't scared. But you put all this aside. This is now. Putin is the aggressor. And there's others lurking behind him. You know, some Middle Eastern leaders, China, Kim Jong-un. There's, there's a few fuckers we're, we're, we should be afraid of, you know, or at least wary of, I should say. And, you know, I listen to some really good stuff to listen to is one of the places I get my information is Pod Save America, Pod Save the World. These are the people who talk on these podcasts are people that have worked in government. They have a lot of knowledge and a lot of facts and get factual shit. See, this is where I come from. When I want to, when I, when I want to look into something, I want the truth. So I'm going to go to where I can find the actual facts, and I'm going to make sure I understand them. As in, if I don't quite understand them, I'm going to find a way to understand them better, so that I cannot be mistaken. Because there's a big problem with misinformation and all of that in the world right now. And again, Russia's played a huge fucking part in that and people don't realize it, particularly with COVID. And it, it, it's, there's a lot of it out there. So I'm going to go where I believe I don't do a lot of, you know, news, CNN, Fox news that I check that stuff because sometimes entertaining what they put on, but it, you know, there's better places for sources. There's better places to find your facts. Clearly, news media has gotten to be a little biased. And it's, you know, you just can't, can't trust it. You just can't trust it. So I try and go to the spots where I feel they're more trustworthy, right? But I do recommend that. Pod Save the World, Pod Save America. Good stuff to listen to. And... You know, so they, they've talked a lot about this with Putin, you know. He's just, he's, he's a man who feels scorned. And right now he's not afraid to make waves. He's, he's dangerous because he's desperate. 
and he's desperately wanting this Russian resurgence and, and things to go back to the way they were and redraw the boundaries to right the wrongs, etc. The thing is, not even all the Russians buy this bullshit. He's bleh. thousands are protesting. I heard the other day, read the other, heard or read the other day, over 4,000 Russians have been jailed during the protests. Because again, he's claiming Ukraine aggression and neo-Nazism and Ukraine leadership and blah, blah, blah. And that's bullshit. It's ignorant to believe he hasn't planned this for a long time. And then it came out that uh, good old China president, he asked Putin specifically to hold off until after the Olympics to invade. Like, what? It's super ignorant to believe he hasn't planned this for a long time. It's not Biden. No, it's none of that shit. He's been waiting for this. And he decided now was the time. He wants to restore that uh, former Russian glory. Yes. Which was basically Hitler's motivation. To restore that, the, the former glory of, of Germany and its lands. And it's a risk. But he thought it, he'd just go in and kick some ass. He might have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for those pesky Ukrainians who want their freedom. Because <laughs> they... Uh, Hitler had, not Hitler, Putin had no fucking clue the Ukrainians were going to be so badass in this because they've, and you know, it's tough to think they can hold out forever or completely beat back the Russian forces. But I got to imagine Putin's frustrated that it's lasted this long, you know, which could make things a little scary, you know. Hope he doesn't get an itchy trigger finger, if you know what I mean. But you got to look at some of these people in Ukraine. The president, Zelensky, former comedian turned president. <laughs> he played president on TV. Like, it, his whole story is crazy. And then he's just down in there in the muck. They've tried to assassinate him several times. They've sent in special forces group. Nah, can't take him out. You got Vitaly and Vladimir Klitschko, the, the boxer. These guys, no boxing glory, sporting glory, top of their sports mountain. But they're right there with the soldiers in Ukraine. Ukrainian pride and defiance and loyalty. It's just something to behold. It really is. You've got Miss Ukraine. I mean, not just that you got the female, plenty of fucking women out there, not just making Kolotov, Molotov cocktails and Kolotov, <laughs> Molotov cocktails and things like that, but actually in there with the soldiers, volunteer women taking up arms as in Miss Ukraine 2022. It's crazy. And this Ukrainian pride and defiance, I mean, it's totally changed the tune of people. This support has been pouring in because those countries probably assumed we don't want to put too much support into them because it's going to be over in a few days. I mean, I got to imagine that's what they were thinking. 
because after they proved to be quite the problem for Russian, the Russian army, the Russian military, uh, yeah, Germany changed its tune and is now supplying arms and withdrew from the pipeline deal with Russia. I mean, there's a bunch of shit going on. And I don't think that would happen without Ukraine showing this resistance that it, to give people this hope, this belief in them. And Putin, of course, he, as we know, raised the nuclear forces to high alert and, you know, it's not going as planned. And he's under pressure. And these sanctions are hurting people and they're, you know, pressuring him. And, uh, you know, he remains hell bent on completing his goal of occupying Ukraine and he's throwing a hissy fit as NATO sends supports to its allies. They still won't intervene, won't get into this no-fly zone um, because people don't realize it's not just like, oh yeah, we're gonna shut off the air. Like they would have to go in and physically go after Russian planes and there's there, it would start the war now. There's a lot of people calling for this. Some like, well, President Zelensky of Ukraine. There's some Republicans doing that. Um, you know. And again, the fear is that it just, that's instantly starting World War III. But there are, you know, some that would say, and I'd make this argument that we're already fucking in World War III. And like in World War II, how long do we let Putin continue to push on? Because do we really think he's just going to get Ukraine and then go, okay, I'm done. Hitler said that like four times. <laughs> After I, I promise after this, it's all, all done. I'm all done with the invading. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. He kept going till Poland and World War II. So, you know, and he's already threatening like Finland and Sweden over their desires to join NATO. So it's 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 kind of foolish to think that he's just going to stop after Ukraine. And it's like people think, yeah, he'll, oh, he'll just stop after Ukraine because of NATO. No, I, he might push until, you know, I, it's scary. It really is. I mean, it's the very idea of NATO and the West. I mean, democracy really, that angers Putin. And uh, Ukraine is a neighbor, a country that used to be under Russian rule, used to be part of Russia, the Soviet Union in particular. And um, they're getting all democratized and wanting to join NATO and that really pisses him off. Next, he could go after the rest of Georgia and go after Moldova, there's no telling what he'll do. So of course things are scary right now. He is a madman with his finger on a big red button. So we all live on edge as we haven't done in years. But let's, let's hope this proves Putin the outcast that he is and that this gets resolved without nuclear arms and that Hopefully in some way he is cast down and put out of leadership. One less dictator in power 
would be a boon for humanity and the earth itself. I mean, Lindsey Graham, and hey, I'm no fan. We know that. This dude suggested a Putin assassination. Now, he got blasted for it. And partly because, like, you don't say that shit out loud. Putin fucking poisons people, has people poisoned. What are you doing? <laughs> but really, that's it, 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 it's like, it's because he said the quiet part out loud. That's what it is, right? You said the quiet part out loud. Naughty, naughty, Mr. Graham. You should not do that. Naughty, naughty. Quiet part out loud. Because how many people would really be bothered, you know, if like a, uh, a general or something close to Putin just went all Jamie Lannister on him, you know? Would anybody really have a problem with that? Would anybody have a problem if someone just, you know, went all dictator slayer on him and took it out, took him out, you know? One of these Russian generals get the fame. The dictator, the dick slayer, ah, the dick slayer, some guy named Vlad, Vlad the dick slayer, took out Putin, took out the mad dick Putin, hey, dick slayer, yeah, I like it, I like it, Putin the mad dick, and Vlad the dick slayer, Vlad the dick slayer, took out mad, the mad dick Putin, yeah, that's right it's a good story it's a good story <laughs> i'm just saying no one's complaining no one's complaining right everybody might take a deep big deep breath so all right anyway that's what i got for you end it with the dick slayer <laughs> i think that's perfect it's just perfect all right all right madcaps getting out of here getting out of here Thank you for joining me. It's much appreciated. That's right. Hope you enjoyed the double tap. The second double tap of debris. Carmageddon part one, part two. It's been a blast, but I'm out of here. Until next time, folks. I'm Mad Cap. Stay safe. Stay vigilant and stay mad. Until next time, chatter out. Chatter out.